Hello and welcome to the fifth monthly episode of It's Already March. We're here with Paul Wilson as usual. Paul, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you, Logan. Today we're also with Stephen Cormery and Alec Archwald. How are you two doing today? Very well, thank you. Thank you, not bad, yes. Welcome along. Um, today we're going to be looking back at what's been one of the more tumultuous seasons of in Forfar Athletic history. Um, started, well, let's be honest, it started very poorly and picked up towards the end. So, we're going to be reflecting on that with two of our fans here, and of course with Paul and myself. So, we'll start right at the beginning then. It was summer, it was three friendlies against Dunfermline, Alwa, and Washington Huskies, and it was three defeats. Yes. And that sort yeah. of summed it up, didn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Thankfully, I missed the Huskies game. I had COVID, so I watched it online, I believe. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Huskies game was one of the worst games I've had to cover because they didn't have numbers on their backs, and it was an absolute nightmare. And we weren't very good either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, you were, you were hopeful after last season that we could have uh, kicked on, um, but there was no signs of that early doors. No, it was pretty evident early on, wasn't it? That things weren't going to plan. And that sort of carried on in the League Cup. It was a 4-1 loss to Queen's Park, a 3-0 loss to Hamilton, <clears throat> Hamilton sorry, and a 5-1 loss to Dundee, coupled with a draw against Stranraer. When you look at that group, it was a tough one, wasn't it, with Queen's Park and Dundee going on a challenge yeah. for the championship title. There wasn't really much more you could hope for. No. Uh, I think we had three wins in, what was it, 12, 13 games or something to start with. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a brilliant start. No. The League Cup, the way it's set up, Paul, I think you'll have something to say about it. The way the League Cup is set up currently, it's so difficult to get out of, isn't it? We've only managed it once since the group yeah. stage. It, it is. It's, it's when you sit and watch the draw happening, you're aware, you know, the seeded teams and, you know, leagues and that above. But, yeah, I think it's probably fair that we've not had a decent cup draw for a few years, you know, and that's, that's yeah. a big thing. So I think it's just always been used as a pre-season friendly type thing, hasn't it, for the last few years? That's basically what we look at. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. think, yes and no, I think that's, you know, the way I would look at it, but um, either way, we didn't do particularly great this season, um, and Stranraer obviously had the uh, ineligible player, didn't they, and we got the, oh, we got the win anyway on the result of that, so, so yeah, it was... Uh, and I, I think I speak for all of us, the one thing I want from this is to not draw Dundee, because I think we've had them... <laughs> Six times in a row. Oh, so we, can't, we can't now. It's not all done away with it, the area thing. Now, it? it is um, nationwide now, so it's not north yeah. and south, but yeah. it was this that this year and we still managed to get Dundee. Yeah, probably <laughs> still yeah, get them again. Yeah, we're going to be so the first Saturday, not the, the last, last one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're already out of the competition when yeah. travel to Dundee, and that's why there wasn't much of an away support. Obviously hoping for a big draw. Uh, a good draw and a good home die so we get a bit of revenue off of it that would be the idea of course so we kicked off the league season with an away game at Bonnerick were any of you guys there? Yeah. Yes. I missed that one sadly yeah. uh, I mean it's one of them Bonnerick's first game in the league season there was a big crowd as there has been at most Bonnerick games this season but yeah. it was flat it was really the pitch was flat <laughs> no the pitch is anything but flat um, <laughs> A bit of vertigo for the wingers, I think, at the end of that one. But I think I think our keeper also had a wee error yeah. where he uh, bent down to get it, and it kind of went between the legs. So fortunately, yeah. those are few and far between. But it oh, comes absolutely. to Mark McCallum. Came good at the end of the season. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that was July. Then going into August, we start uh, came back to Station Park with a two 0 win at Stranraer, 
And then we had one of the most frustrating games I can remember against Elgin. Uh, it was a two-all draw here. Uh, Elgin got a red card after 38 minutes. They scored after five with one of the worst goals I've ever seen for Orford concede. And... I've seen a few. I've <laughs> seen a few, definitely. But it was one of the most frustrating losses. I've uh, Draws felt like a loss that I've seen Forford do. What are your thoughts? I'm still going to remember. <laughs> uh, I just remember the other three Elgin games, well, like up there, we were down to 10 men and we beat them. Mm-hmm. And then here, we were down to 10 men for the whole half again, men and less. We should have been. And they got a, a, a late winner. Yeah. I think there's been. Time. Not so in Elgin, but can never be third. And so, well, they're not any better than us. And then just remind us who scored them gradually. In the two all, it would have been uh, Kane Hester and it was a penalty, so it would have been. And who scored for us? I can't tell. <laughs> I've, I've not got the scorers here. Um, I've not got the scorers. I think it was an Aitken penalty and a Ben Armour goal, if, I, if that might be wrong. But, and then it was an East Fife loss, a last minute penalty, and that seemed to be a theme. Uh, no, that's that's the way it started the theme, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was a killer. 93rd minute or something. 93rd minute penalty. It's one of those seasons we've lost a lot of late goals. And it, it's one of them where you look back as well, just being two points off the playoffs at the end of the yeah. season, if you could have cut them out. Twice at East Fife. Twice at yeah. East Fife. I don't think yeah. we're, really, we're really that bad at the first few games. We're only getting much luck with some of the, the results. Well, we've got, at the end of August, we were sitting eighth with four points from five games. So it wasn't, it wasn't so much... It wasn't a lightning start. No, it wasn't a lightning panic start. panic stations at that stage. Yeah. It wasn't panic stations, right, because the performances were still there. I felt yeah. anyway. You know, it, we were getting unlucky. It was a last-minute goal. It was Elgin really frustrated us. In the Challenge Cup to Kelty, uh, we were frustrated again and we probably should have won yeah. that game. Yeah. Um, and well, then we finished off August with a 2-1 loss to Steny. We were, really were outplayed. Carrying a few injuries as well at the start of the season. That definitely. definitely had an impact on the... You think how long it took to get people like James Keatings on the pitch. Dan and White still wasn't at full fitness and it was just... It, it, it wasn't going well. In a September, it was a 2-1 loss to Annan followed by a 2-0 win at Albion Rovers. And that was... a moment where I thought, right, we might be able to might be able to pick things up. Um yeah. but we followed that up with a four one loss to Sterling Albion, who we know are the best team in the league by quite some distance. But at that point yeah. they were seven points behind Dumbarton and it felt difficult. It was a difficult loss to take. We're three down at half time. Do you remember anything about that? I remember one it was in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky you. But four percent, four percent. We should have been. We're not should have been up, but three nil up. Well, David Dunlop said should have been a three nil up. Well, yeah, that's what I've got here. I said the first half an hour we were amazing. Before Could have been out of sight. And by down. and by half time we were three down. <laughs> it was a lack of confidence at that stage. I think definitely that's when you said you felt like it was starting to affect the players. In my opinion, and we finished September second bottom with seven points after eight games, two points ahead of Albion Rovers. So there you could kind of see the, the pattern that was occurring. Into, the, uh, into October then, and it was a 0-0 draw with Dumbarton, and a 3-1 loss to East Fife, where it was two late goals again in the first half, mm-hmm. which was a pattern. You've seen it with the Sterling Albion game, you've seen it a couple of games beforehand, and it was something that really plagued us all season, the, the slow starts to the games and the yeah, poor first half. Once we got a goal, we seem to always get a lift, but we always seem to leave it too late. Yeah, definitely, and it was it was a real lack of confidence I felt around that point. Yeah, but then we went away to Elgin as you mentioned, and Ben Armour scored after three minutes, sent off after forty three for, well, 
who knows what. And we I, went I, up to I, remember, I remember that incident because it was over the far side from the, the stand and he actually got a push and he fell back and then fell against the, the linesman mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. And, and it was deemed as a sending off. So It was one of the... I remember I hadn't seen the game but I had seen the highlights and I couldn't figure out what he'd been sent yeah. off for. And I came back next week and somebody had told me that he'd been shoved in the linesman. I was like, surely not. Yeah. But yeah. there you go. It was one of a few frustrating and baffling red cards we've had this season. Kill winning away, were you guys there? Yes, we were there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good away day. I'm one of the yeah. best days. The guys were great hosts. Uh, couldn't do enough for you in their facilities. Yeah. You know, brilliant. Yeah. So it was. I was really impressed by their their facilities when I got there. Obviously, when that draw came out, the fear of God was put into me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not been supporting Farfrae for as long as you guys, but I've seen losses to well, Let's Go Rose. Our record in the last sort of uh, eight nine years has been abysmal. In Scottish Cup games. It's been very poor, hasn't it? But a 3 1 win helped by one of the most calamitous own goals I think I've ever it seen. Was. That was hilarious, yeah, but it was also the scene of our goal of the season. It was, indeed, Thomas Brindley. Yeah. I don't know what he morphed into, but it was a heck of a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Had to, make, had to tell the, the goalkeeper that he fixed his net, there was a big hole in the net. There was a lot. That was to get stopped. Yeah. That was a classic Scottish Cup tie, certainly. Um, but then that was backed up. We thought that could have been maybe a turning point getting over the banana skin against a good kill-winning team, it must be said. But it was a loss to Stranraer after that. And we finished September, uh, October, sorry, in ninth, uh, eighth place, one point above tenth place, and in Athletic. So when you look at that, Anne and Anne Forford both turned it around spectacularly in the second half of the season. Yeah, but that, uh, yeah that was like last season we were saying, uh, and Anne and were third. Yeah. And then the first quarter of the season, like we were, we, well, fourth and nine were both at the bottom again. Yeah. And it was luckily they turned around to me now. And then it was the 4 1 loss to Anne, in which eventually seen the change of management come in. And I think by that point, it was evident that that had to happen. Um, bottom of the table, that put us after 13 games. So in came Ray McKinnon, and things started to pick up. What were your thoughts on that? Well, you just need to look at it. I mean, I think we won. Was it nine, nine games? Any spell after that? Well, I've got... Uh, the the Ferman, the, the cup game was, 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 was 11 games undefeated, did we know, I think? In the league, so, uh, uh, in the league uh, as he came in, it was six wins and seven at one point. It was a really impressive turnaround. And, you know, it started with a Bonner game where we went 1-0 up and conceded a late equaliser again. That's one of them where you're thinking... A, yeah. a real sickener. Uh, but then a two-all draw at Dumbarton, for me, that was the turning point. I wasn't there, but I was watching uh, via the stream. And, you know, to get a point after, of 10 yeah. men against the league leaders, yeah. that was a real turning point for me. I think there was a bit more fight from the guys. Yeah. You could see that in the pit. Confidence you know. just went straight yeah. through the roof. And that was even before Ray had a chance to, to bring in his own men. So that was a real turning point for me in the season, where it felt like, OK, maybe we can kick on now. And then we went to Dunfermline, which <laughs> wasn't the best day out. No, it was... At Dunfermline, they were a really good side. You could see that. and they were. Did you guys have to take the train to Dunfermline? I wasn't at that one. Really? Really? I, was at Gons- I was there, but I don't know how I got there. <laughs> don't remember how you got home as well. I, I was on the bus, and it was... I wanted to be back on the bus by half-time. Didn't he have shot on target or something? Dunfermline. Against Dunfermline. It was another Scottish Cup to forget. Yes, hopefully next season will be a Scottish Cup to remember. 
And then in December, we only had two games in December, so we finished the turn of the year in eighth place, but only four points off the playoffs, remarkably, in this tight leagues. It was wins against Albion Rovers and Stenhouse Muir away. Um, and we went into January, and there was a big squad turnover there. Uh, in came Finn Robson, Darren Watson, Logan Dunnicky, Adam Hutchison, Mark Dockery, Seb Ross, and Matt Gillies, and out went uh, Bobby Daly, uh, Jaden Ferguson, James Keatons, Kevin Hanratty, Tarek Abed, Spencer Moland, Yusuf Hussain, and Josh Jack. And that was the kind of January good. that we felt we needed after the that start of the season. That was the turning point for me, because he brought in players that made an impact straight away, as opposed to the ones that went out. Yeah. I was reading about, well, Seb Ross was him, was at Falkirk. Yes. And I was reading that the Falkirk fans were, they weren't very happy to see him go. They were saying he wouldn't get a chance. Reading on their kind of Facebook thing. Like, he certainly so. started well. Oh, I didn't say he no. ended the season. No, he faded away. Yeah. the same forum, but yeah. they definitely all made an impact straight away. I thought Adam Hutchinson's probably been yeah. one of the best loan signings we've had after he was outstanding. Yes. Especially, we had defensive problems at the start of the year and he just slotted in. Yeah. Excellently, and we instantly looked a lot more solid at the back with him and Monroe there. Yeah. I thought they were excellent. And Finn Robson as well in midfield. Again, started incredibly. He looked yeah. brilliant in the he middle did. of the park, didn't he? Yeah. And in January, it was a 1-0 loss to Elgin. Again, another frustrating, goal. ridiculous red card and a last-minute goal. And it's one of them where you look back and think, what so if... That must be, what, five or six last-minute goals? I don't have the I don't have that stat specifically, yeah, yeah, but there's definitely are, quite yeah, a few. Yeah, <laughs> there's, the there's more than two points. Yeah. You know, Bonnie Rigalone, they were finished bomb of the scoring in the last minute against us. About three times it was. Yeah. So, and then, and a two 0 win away at Annan again a really good result considering, well they were on a similar vein of form to us yeah. and they were boosting themselves up the table. And we backed that up with wins against uh, Dumbarton, who were the league leaders, and Albion Rovers, and that made it five wins in six. And I was really starting to get excited. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, Paul, but I was finding it hard to contain myself. Was, yeah, we could see that in your aftermath. <laughs> interviews were <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> He kept trying to calm you down. But, uh, no, it was. It was what a turnaround. You know, when you consider where we'd been, as we've said, bringing in Ray, there was that confidence built that was far more, you know, in the guys. You could see it. So, yeah, it was. It was... Uh, Excitement, quite rightly. We finished January in fifth place, nine points above Bonnier, like, who were bottom. And that turnaround in two months, that is really something special, isn't it? I mean, we really were in big trouble. There's no doubt about it. That was the first time in my watching Forfa that I thought we could disappear. That's as, as bad as it got for me, anyway. So. And that turnaround <clears throat> was... So needed and so well-received, I think. Um, into February then, and it was a 2-1 win against Sonar. A one all draw at home to Stennis which was one of the worst games I reckon we've seen this season. Uh, a 0-0 draw at Stirling, which is another candidate for one of the worst games we've seen this season. And another last-minute equaliser from Bonnie Rick Rose, who <laughs> took a point off us at New Dundas Park. Oh, it was a few pieces for the lost goals, wasn't there? Let's face it. It's strange because last season we were so, so scored strong, so yeah. many goals. We scored from so many. From, but but this season, I don't think we've scored for you, set pieces. No, certainly there've been few and far we between. Lost, we lost a few. And we finished February in fifth place, just a point off the playoffs, but with a game in hand on Aaron and Muir, and you were really thinking here was the chance to kick on uh, into March. 
But then we went to East Fife, we took a large away support, we went 1-0 down. Oh, oh no, we didn't, we went 1-0 up. Last minute, 3-2 was it? 3-2 yeah, last right. minute loss, and it was a twisting and turning game, and one that was right there in the palm of our hands, and we didn't take the opportunity to get the points. Were you two there? Me and my son. No, and I, I wasn't yeah. there, no, because when I found out it was eighteen pound again, <laughs> stick that. It is a bit <laughs> steep. <laughs> <emergence. laughs> Seem to recall reading that on Facebook right enough. And then it was a two-one win against Arnon, and it was a late Ben Armour goal and an early penalty. And again, that felt like a statement of intent. We boosted ourselves up in a fourth place with that win, and it really felt like the playoffs were on at that point, didn't it? So the the we went third at this point, no? We were uh, level on points with third with the right. game in hand. So it was looking it was looking positive when we beat Arnhem. Um but then we had a difficult run of games. We went to Sterling, Stenny and the Bar and the Bar as well, yeah. Yeah. But still, well I think they didn't have Sterling to play twice, twice in the last yeah. six weeks or something yeah. that postponed game, so yeah. that's not good. And Sterling are such a good team, you know, you look at them, they were just there was no stopping them towards the end of the season. And we tried our best, of course, but last month. The league this season has to be... I've never seen a, a league like this. No. For 39 points bottom. Yeah. Eight points from the playoffs. Absolutely. And you're, you're in the playoff to... Yeah. Yeah. For who knows where. Well, when you were in the... Charlie, the, the worst team in Scotland... And the boy Charlie Riley's up for That's young player of the year. Player of the year young player of the year. Celtic Rangers. I mean, he's got forty goal contributions or something this season. They've finished bottom. I mean, they've got two good strikers actually. Yeah, the Joe Bevan is a good player as well, and he scored. He scored yeah. one against us in the yeah. the two one win. And it's baffling that they finished bottom. To be honest, it really is. It's probably the bit one of the best well, seasons see. they've had. Their goal difference minus three. That's right. Yeah. Look, yeah. look and it's, it's yeah, the best yeah. goal difference out with the playoffs. That's right. The results had gone their way mm-hmm. on the last. Like when they were winning, they gone up, or they would have been up on goal difference. When they win, they win four nil, four nil. They beat them back in six nil. Who finished second? And that's just crazy. The type of crazy stuff we've seen in this league, and it really shows how big a bullet we dodged with that early season form in January that we lifted ourselves well clear of that. Yeah. I think the kind of Albion Rovers kind of. Fell away the last two or three games, Ken. And Elkin picked up Elkin. wins, and well, Bonnerig right. picked up key wins both against us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that brings us into April then, and it, we went in, we beat Albion Rovers 2 1, as I mentioned, sitting in fourth place with three games against Stranard, Elgin, and Bonnerig to come, and you're thinking, if we win them three, that'll be us pretty much home and hosed. That was just when, well, Albion Rovers sucked their managers, and then the boys were really. Thankfully, he wasn't playing that day. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, but those games, the Bonnie League, the Elgin, and the Sterling away, something just, for me, something just went. I don't know if some of the players were thinking of Pastor's new next season, but there was something missing. In the it was, it, we went to Stranar, I, I didn't go, but it was a nil nil draw, and you're thinking, right, Stranar in a really bad vein of form. I think they'd just been beating 8 nil. And you're like, you need to get a point result there. And then Elgin, I know, I was there. Was just nothing, was it just Elgin was a really, really flat performance. Yeah. Two down after 18 minutes. and There was, a good, there was a good crowd actually went up to Elgin. I remember looking across and seeing it. And it was, yeah. you know, you guys, are, I think there was a photo of some of you. You always mean it. just, you know, it was, it was flat. Folk, ex-foffer folk that obviously stay in the Highlands now, you usually see them at uh, Elgin, Ken. Yeah, yeah. Folk, you know, it was... Uh, 
that was it was a disappointing game because it was such a lovely day and yeah. it was great support and you know obviously but just nothing happened no, but yeah. two early goals just just killed us yeah. Yeah. but it was very similar the struggling game away midweek yeah the wedding. that again yeah. was a, a no shot on target game so yeah, but when Elgin played better the second half in the Stirling game, yeah. but it wasn't. It just wasn't quite the old cutting edge again. Yeah. But when Elgin have a striker of the quality of Kane Hester, then you know it's always going to be difficult. And he hit us early on with. Well, he scored the first and created the second, yeah. and from there we just never looked like getting back into it. And then Bonnyrigg at home was a similar game. Bonnyrigg, you know, coming here we knew what to expect the fourth time this season. The only side we've not. Managed to beat apart from Stirling Abbey. Yeah. It's disappointing. Um, disappointing as well because you know they're just going to be organised. They're going to yeah, play long nothing, ball. There's nothing special. There's it, nothing special at all, and that's why they ended up finishing eighth. But they got they had that they had our number this season. That's for sure. Yeah, there's always one team every year that has your number, and they were up. Hopefully, more success against Pontiac next season. Now they've secured their place in the league, and then it was Stirling Albion, It was Trophy Day. Uh, in in the kingdom, but it was the game that ended our playoff push. Were you guys there? Did My you son guys... was there. I didn't go. No, I I missed that one. Paul, you were there. I, I was. Was, I was one of the there. Better performances. Yeah, yeah. They 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 turned it round from the lackluster performances from the weeks before, and they did. They put in a, a good shift. It was a really fast paced game actually, and although those guys were in party mode, you know, Forfar were definitely within a chance of putting a dent in it. And, I know Ray said in the after-match interview he was disappointed, you know, because we should have taken I think it was 15 shots or something like that. Yeah. It was a pair of the Elgin game, the Stirling game before. Yeah. None. It was a very good performance, actually. We put one of those games we didn't deserve to lose, but, you know, you could say that a lot over the course of the season. and It was disappointing because I've had my eye on the East Fife game, you know, a few weeks in advance, and I said, that's yeah. going to be tasty, you know, yeah. that's going to be for the last set up a really good game. Yeah. A big crowd. And what happens, we beat them. <laughs> beat them. What we need to do, but it was yeah. a meaningless game. Yeah, yeah it was and disappointing. Yeah. It was disappointing, but it was a good way to end what has been... Well, how would you describe this season in a word? Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. How would you describe the season in one word? <laughs> no, I'd say topsy turvy, but that's two words. I'll let you. We'll put Ivan in there. I'll go roller coaster. Yeah, absolutely. It was one. It was. It was crazy. It was crazy, and and certainly I hope. Stephen's still thinking he's worth it. <laughs> no, I'm just buying in time here. I actually don't think there is a word to be honest. I I I certainly hope for a far less stressful season next year, um, because, you know, I said. Maybe just one season mid-table, I wouldn't mind, but nah, that was not fun. I actually <laughs> thought at the start of the season, after last season, that we had a great chance to win this league. This we, were, we were bookies' favourite. I, I never go with the bookies. No, no, I know. <laughs> Bonnie, I mean, Bonnie and Rigg were also the favourites too, which was... Aye, <laughs> Bonnie and Rigg, because they just did that with but Kelly, Kelly and Kelly Kelly previous, previous. I just think if we'd strengthened in certain areas, we could have had a great chance of getting a third title. I keep speaking to my son about titles, he has no idea what Yeah, me neither, me neither, unfortunately. But hopefully, in the not-so-distant future, there will be a third title. And it'll be not so bad. I mean, after last season's playoff devastation, considering the penalties that's late on, I I said, you know what, season in mid-table, just no stress. (laughs) Not get emotionally involved. 40-year anniversary next year, isn't it? 
be the perfect time to get number three, wouldn't it? But certainly be a big rebuild for Ray, who's really puts a stamp on the team his first summer in charge and hopefully can get a few more wins on the board. Yeah, definitely. 40 years, so it is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Don't have the pleasure of remembering that. But we'll move on then and we'll go for our all-time five-a-side team. Paul, what you got? Kick us uh, off with your goalie. See, we we no. kind of touched on this before when we were speaking with Ian McPhee and Neil Urban, but I mean, my, my goalie has to be Stuart Kennedy. As a, as a kid growing up, Stuart was phenomenal in the goal. And we've had great keepers since, and don't get me wrong, Mark McCollum, you know, put tremendous saves this season to keep us in it. But Stuart Kennedy, what a character, what a big guy he was. Scott Thompson was a good goalie today, but was, yeah. not as good as Stuart Kennedy. Well, somebody had five or six caps for Scotland, he's got to be. He's got to be the number one. Yeah. So we're lucky we got him. Lucky he conceded five at Wembley. We would never have got him. <laughs> yeah. So I would agree with you. One hundred percent. There's nothing you can't do. Yeah. Well, I've said McCallum because I don't have the benefit of yeah. forty you've years. Given him the grey hair. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone with McCallum. And what about the rest of your team then? Uh, back, back to back line. Defenders I would have to have, and I've said this before, is Rob Morris. I thought Rob was a phenomenal, silky, smooth, calm player. Neil Evan said that he wasn't hard enough and he wouldn't kick his granny, so that's why I did that. <laughs> but the, the reality is I would have uh, Rob Morris in there, and I would have Ian McPhee as well. I think they would be the two for me. Um, uh, well, I don't think you get a more skillful defender than Rob Morris. Yeah. He's feet-like, and he's amazing. Yeah, we could have Bobby Mann. That's so Bobby, Bobby, Bobby and TC, Bobby and McPhee, maybe. Aye. It's not bad. Yeah. Not a bad, but too. Absolutely. Who, who are you going for modern era? I've gone Stuart Malcolm as my solitary defender. <laughs> oh, just one defender. Just one all out attack. All out attack. <laughs> and I've got in the midfield. I've gone for Martin Fotheringham because my first. Far for icon, I'd say the, the first player I proper looked up to, um, which might show my age a wee bit. I'm still, <laughs> you know, I've not had many, no, but no, that's a very good shout. Yeah. Actually, forgot forgot about Fox. Just an absolute decent yeah. wand of a player. No, midfield for me has to be Brewster. Like there's, to me, I would say that Brewster's probably one of the best players that I've seen in a four for sure. Formation of my going one two, one two, I think. Uh, I think I'll put in in the middle of the park. I should have thought of this, shouldn't I? It's not easy. There's a lot to choose oh, from. There's too many for me. It honestly depends on your age. Because yeah. we, we ran this on social media and it was, somebody actually commented, I can't remember who it was, and said, you can see the different generations here. Because, uh, you know, people have their... I keep seeing different faces in that. Their photos up there. Yeah. Thinking, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of great players. I mean, there's Alan Morgan, he was a good player as well. Yeah. Don McVicker, completely different midfielder. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to pick one. Who are we going with? Eh, uh, come on, you go. Uh, well, midfielders, um, uh, Brewster, well, Brewster, bang on, has been. I think it would be Craig Brewster, like. I remember one season he went about four or five consecutive games where he was scoring. 25 yarders, and I remember at Broomfield scoring a 25 yarder, his free kick against Celtic. Yeah, it's up there as well in the wall, I think. Backy Bonner's still trying to get it, you know. <sighs> yeah. 
I definitely was mm. born too late. Free kicks against Selig and oh, all this. Man. What's this about? Trips to Hamden, honestly. We could go back <laughs> to, to Gordon Leach in the middle of the Well, he's always thinking Gordon Leach, but Kenny Ward as well. What a just, great player Kenny Ward. Solely for his goal in the 82 quarter final. Yeah. How, how, what minus were you in 82, Logan? You must have. Uh, 20. Minus 20. <laughs> Have you watched the, the goal from. No, no, yeah. you just get it on YouTube. Uh, the greatest goal at Hamden. Brian Rankin. Brian Rankin. Oh, I have seen that yeah. actually. I did watch the highlights before we did the. That was the on the Hamden, Hamden had the centenary thing that did it. The greatest Hamden moments, and that was one of, one of them. Oh, you must have been four, Alec. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was meant to be going to, but. Yeah. The game was meant to be four, yeah. Mike. Yeah. Right, up front then, I've gone with a two-pronged two attack of Helsing and Templeman, and I think Chris Templeman would be the best five side player of all time. I would agree, 100%. <laughs> because there's absolutely no chance of getting the ball off him, is it? So I found out in the Legends game. <laughs> <laughs> was he yeah. one of the, the men that five men that he skinned to yes. score that goal? I was very no, I, I was I was thankful he offered that goal. <laughs> I was offered a breather. I was somewhat at the goal he scored against the Firm Yeah, day, just yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Just he he has to be in for me. All time. Eleven aside, five aside, any side. Yeah. Just so good. How we could have done with a Chris Delman this year? This season, just yeah. the whole. I think any game. you could pick any year in, in history, and yeah, you can yeah. do it. Chris Delman, he was that yeah. good. Your ball just stuck to him. Just and he could... like glue. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. And we still got it as we seen it in the Legends game. Didn't oh, we? absolutely. When I was doing the media stuff and for the Legends game, and we were, I was looking at all the photographs. There were so many of them, and the ball was just right at his feet yeah. all the time. You know, it didn't matter which picture it was. He was either shooting or it was just at his feet, and he was. Outstanding. Yeah, I'll go with him too. Just one up yeah. front for you? Yeah. Sorry? Just one up front? Yeah, because I've got my full order. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick on an extra player. Yeah, I've got, I've got if you're allowed, are you allowed loan players? Aye, there you go. Johnny Russell? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, although he was only on loan at the time, but he was, uh, well, seeing what he went on to do after he left us. And he's played for 20 odd cap for Scotland. And he's Incredible player, wasn't he? Could see even at that age that he was outstanding when I was a young kid but you know you always get drawn to the fast winger and he was just incredible mm-hmm. yeah Scotland as well Scotland was here for six weeks yeah Scotland's an absolute raker raker against oh, Livingston isn't it I think I had that on my phone he's looking for a club too next season <laughs> <coughs> uh, I was thinking maybe okay. Bingham up front as well Bingham and Templeman Peter no he didn't he was Stuart Peter did well at Dunstan John Clark. Clark. Yeah. John Clark, Clark yeah. Right, okay. There's nobody will get near that number ever. Guys are, guys are not at clubs long enough. Mm. No, definitely not. No. Then there's Malcolm Black, his granddad's second dog goal scorer. Is he? No. How many? 90 odd goals. I thought it was Ross, is it? I thought it was Ross. Hell, we. Shared the second top goal scorer. Mook Black's uh, mm. granddad. Very black. What year was that? No, I don't know well. How old was his old man's in the 70s? There we are, that's some massive names in that. It'd be tough to call it. I reckon I'd lose just because of my lack of time to pick from, but. Wouldn't be a walk over in any way. Your players might be slightly more fit. Ah, <laughs> if, it's, if it's been played today, I think I'd walk it. But there you are. Um, certainly we'll be back in June and we'll be looking forward to a new season, won't we? It'll be 
hopefully start a wee bit better than this one did and finish a wee bit better too. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think the, the one thing is, is what's, what's been your favourite moment of the season? Not a negative one, what's been your favourite moment of the season? Uh, it has to be making the train at Ellen because I was that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having a bike to any games this year? No, not this season. No, this season. season no. Just getting there, well, getting on that 11 game run, that was obviously what saved, kept us in the league. Because, well, as Stevie says, it was, wasn't looking great. Somebody said at the start of the season, 39 points, you have to amass. I think there was a lot of teams would have panned. Yeah. A lot of teams. I think there's... When you see the league above us, Peterhead and Clyde, they were both about 20 points in depth. Yeah. And the rest of the early, early yeah. owner drift. Yeah. Whereas, you know, every team's been fighting for the I don't know if I've seen what Peter Head was like minus their goal difference or something like minus seventy or something. I've ever seen as bad as that. But I do think next season there's still another great chance to win this league. Even if Clyde come down, uh Dumbarton will be there. We'll have to nah, be them and they're up pretty average at Dumbarton. We'll, we'll have to be in the Beat them mix. twice, Drew beat them twice. So yeah. On the day, they're not any, they weren't any better than us. Yeah. Also, finished in the playoffs league, but finished second. But against them, they were no better than us. 83, 84. <laughs> 40 <laughs> years, it's, it's run. It's yeah, run. It's run. Peter Hedrobs in a pretty. Well, they're going through a change, you know, a new manager. And, uh, they're obviously struggling for players if they've ended up well adrift in Division 1. Yeah. And, and I still think we'll have all been rovers to contend me. Oh, I think so. Well, I you. But Spartans are, are a good side. I mean, I thought Breakin would get past them easily and they were ahead all the way through that tie. And just you know, if they come up, I don't think they'll be... Yeah. There's no club that's been back down. I don't think they'd be any worse than anybody else that's come up. Certainly not any worse than Bonnie and Gross if they did get up. So, no, you know, I think, I, I think, think it, but Spartans on a on a par with Bonnie, like you would think, yeah, same sort of. Uh, I think our well, Rovers have too much up front. I I would be surprised if it was Spartans, but there you are. Um, next season it will be one of, uh, Dumbarton. We assume will be in the league after their drubbing midweek. <laughs> Interesting result. In the playoff nice. final between be between Annan and East Fife or Clyde. And it'll be Stennis, Mayor, Stranraer, Bonnie Rigros, Elgin, or Albion Rovers and Spartans in the league next season. So uh, Peter Hedder will be in that mix and it'll be all to play for. Paul, I just realised you didn't give us your highlight of the season. Um, probably deliberately. <laughs> no, honestly, um, I think... There's no get the Connie for the first time. Well, that, that was a significant <laughs> moment. I'd never, I'd never been to Connie Bowling Club, so um, <laughs> Alan me. kindly took me in. Uh, and... Uh, had a wonderful time. I haven't been back, but I had a wonderful time. Um, Must have been after a win in a way. In the state. Yeah, probably. Um, I think probably the turnaround for that has to be the, the, the highlight of the season because it was important. Very. So. For me, I'm just going to go with the win against Kilwinning because I was... I, I just thought we'd lost. I'd written it off. I was like, this is just going to be an embarrassing defeat. I'm sure they actually finished near the bottom of that league. The yeah, last time I looked, they were pretty near the bottom, Colwyn. And we've then got me thinking, I'm going to beat them well. Uh, how, how good were they? Like, no, I, and we went and I had a 
really fun day and we won and I've seen a funny old goal so that's my highlight of the season oh it's Dennis Moore though with the goal chopped off that was oh I forgot yeah, I didn't mention that on the line. Line. yeah Aye. absolutely Chris Coots our photographer he has a photograph yeah. of it and uh, when, when, <laughs> when, when, when you realise that the guy's foot still got still to keep with it yeah. momentum yeah, yeah, yeah without a doubt so. that's a so that, well, that, yeah. well we've been in the playoffs if, well if that was yeah. You would think. So, so we're, so we're, we're, we're coming back. Yeah, we're coming back. Yeah. Penalties. <laughs> last minute goals. Red cards. <laughs> last minute goals. <laughs> won the league Overall, aye. Yeah. I, I reckon that's yeah. a goal line technology. I reckon yeah, that should absolutely. be us de facto promoted once you yeah. apply VAR to the league. So, yeah. I, th- I think it would be remiss of me not to mention the fact that um, a real club legend, as in David McGregor, has uh, decided it's time to retire from the board now. We spoke about legends with uh, Neil and TC, but um, the the reality is that the man's been on the board for 40 years and he's been involved in the club for more than half a century. So, you know, what a service David McGregor has given this club. You guys will know, you see him in the lounge, you know, every home game. He's still not bought a drink here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just uh, phenomenal service from David. Certainly the whole time I've been coming to Farfra, it's been David at the the helm um, as the senior figure. And, you know, his his stories, and and again, most people hear them, you know, but it's, you can write a book, you know, it's it's legendary stuff in, in the, the funnies in every club that you go to, no matter which boardroom you're in, everybody asks if he's not. Oh, he's just coming, you know. Where, where's David? Oh, he's yeah. just coming, you know. It's um, whatever. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's a it's going to be big shoes to fill um, on the board, and he's not leaving. That's yeah. that's the important thing. But it's uh, fantastic service he's given the club. So. Well, there you go. Thank you for listening to the fifth episode of It's Already Marked. We'll be back in June. And we do apologise, we've had Martin outside painting and scraping, so if you've picked any of that up, then I do apologise, there's no rest for the wicked at Forfra Athletic. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening, please like and subscribe and share if you've enjoyed, and we'll see you next month, thank you.